Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 31st. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants sections 94 through 97. Today we're going to take a look more at section 95. We talked about it a little bit yesterday as we discussed this principle of who the Lord loves, he will chasten. We talked about how our Father in heaven has always had commandments. He has always given his children commandments, and he has always asked them to repent where they fall short in those commandments. That has always been the case in the world, as much as the adversary would have us believe that that is not the case in the latter days. The adversary wants us to believe that because our Father in heaven loves us, he's willing to accept and go along with any of our behaviors, but that just isn't true. So here in section 95, he's going to talk about how because he loves us, he will call us to repentance when we have not met one of his expectations. Now, the specific historical aspect of this section is in section 94, the Lord commands them to build an administration building and a printing press. Well, here in section 95, he's going to make reference to the fact that he has already commanded them to build a temple. And that commandment to build a temple was given clear back in section 88, which was in December or January. And now here it is June, and they haven't begun work on that temple. And so here the Lord is saying, look, I gave you a very specific commandment. It's not being followed. And he is going to reprimand them. He's going to chasten them, help them understand that they need to repent because they have fallen short in a commandment that was given to them. And I just love what this teaches us about this idea that because our Father in Heaven loves us, He will ask repentance, He will ask change of us. Starting in verse 1, the Lord says, Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you whom I love, and whom I love I also chasten, that their sins may be forgiven. For with the chastisement I prepare a way for their deliverance in all things out of temptation. And I have loved you, meaning watch out, I'm about to chastise you. Wherefore ye must needs be chastened, and stand rebuked before my face. For ye have sinned against me a very grievous sin, in that ye have not considered the great commandment in all things that I have given unto you concerning the building of mine house. I have this verse cross-reference to Proverbs 3, verses 11 through 12, where it says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. And so we shouldn't be weary of that chastening. We shouldn't despise that chastening. Rather, we should ask the Lord how we can improve, where we need to improve so that we can become more like him. President Lee once taught that every one of us, if we would reach perfection, must at one time ask ourselves this question, What lack I yet? Elder Lawrence several years ago gave an incredible talk about this idea of going to the Lord and asking what we lack. Oftentimes, we are nervous to do that or we don't want to do that because honestly, we know the answer and we don't want to hear it. It's something that we're not ready to do. But the truth is, if we want to continue to progress, if we want the Spirit in our lives in greater abundance, if we want to become more like our Savior then that is a step that we have to take. We have to be willing to ask, what lack I yet? And unlike the young man that asked that to the Savior in his day, we have to be willing to hear what he is saying and to follow through with what he asks. Elder Lawrence says, The Holy Ghost doesn't tell us to improve everything at once. If he did, we would become discouraged and give up. 
The Spirit works with us at our own speed, one step at a time, or as the Lord taught, line upon line, precept upon precept, and blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts, for unto him that receiveth I will give more. And so the purpose of this, the point of going to the Lord and asking for that correction isn't to discourage us, it isn't to get us down, rather it's to make these subtle changes which will lead to bigger changes and bigger improvements so that line upon line, precept upon precept, we can become better and more like him. I do always warn, however, that we need to be careful that we don't misinterpret the Lord's correction for Satan's discouragement. I think that it's really important that we understand the differences between those two things. I always say that I think that this is more of a problem among women, but I am a woman, so I understand that. I'm sure that it happens with men as well. But the adversary loves to use discouragement to get us to give up. He tries to make us think that we can't become more like the Savior, that we can't overcome our flaws, that we can't overcome our temptations, that we're never going to be more than we are now. And he gets us bogged down in that discouragement so that we don't keep trying. That is very, very different than how the Lord corrects us. When we receive direction or instruction from the Lord, when we receive correction from God, it is always accompanied with hope in the atonement of Jesus Christ. Hope that we can do better, hope that we can be better, and enthusiasm for using the atonement of Jesus Christ to improve our lives and to be better. We can have hope when we receive correction from our Father in Heaven precisely because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Elder Bednar once taught, most of us clearly understand that the atonement is for sinners. I'm not so sure, however, that we know and understand that the atonement is also for saints, for good men and women who are obedient, worthy, and conscientious, who are striving to become better. My friends, that is the enabling power of Jesus Christ that I talk about so often. That is the grace of Jesus Christ, to not just be able to reach into our lives and help us to become forgiven of sin, but to have power to reach into our lives and strengthen us to become more so that we can improve, become more obedient, become closer to the Spirit, to become more like Him. So when we receive correction from our Father in Heaven or from the Savior, it will come with a hope in the enabling power of Jesus Christ and a belief that we can do better and an enthusiasm and a joy in trying to do better. The adversary will never, ever bring us those sort of feelings. He tries to get us down and discouraged. He tries to get us to look at our weaknesses and our faults. He tries to make us believe that we will never be anything but our weaknesses and our faults. And then he tries to get us to sit down, to stew in those negative emotions, and to not do anything about it. My friends, the difference between the way the adversary speaks to us and the way our Father in Heaven speaks to us is night and day. And learning to understand and recognize the differences between those two things is vital for us if we are to ask this question, what lack I yet? And if we are to receive counsel and correction from our Father in Heaven so that we can, in fact, become more like our Savior every single day of our lives. Elder Lawrence finishes with these final words of encouragement. He says, Be persistent, brothers and sisters, but never be discouraged. We will have to go beyond the grave before we actually reach perfection. 
But here in mortality, we can lay the foundation. It is our duty to be better today than we were yesterday and better tomorrow than we are today. If spiritual growth is not a priority in our lives, if we are not on a course of steady improvement, we will miss out on the important experiences that God wants to give us. My friends, it's my testimony that improvement, that change, that repentance And yes, even making mistakes is an important part of our earthly experience, that it's through that course of making mistakes, recognizing those mistakes, repenting, trying to be better, that we truly end up being more like our Savior. So when we are willing to humble ourselves enough to receive counsel from our Father in Heaven, to receive correction from our Father in Heaven, We can take it as a sign that he is invested in our progression. I used to be a basketball player, and one quote that I used to love is, if a coach chews you out, consider it a compliment, because if he wasn't interested, he wouldn't bother. (laughs) We can apply that to our earthly experience as well. Our Heavenly Father is heavily, heavily invested in who we become And because of that, and because of that love that he has for us, and that desire that he has for us to return to his presence, and for him to give us all that he has, he is willing to correct us, to chastise us, and to call us to repentance where needed, because of his great love for us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.